This story begins at the beginning. In the beginning, there was a man who was unremarkable except for his ability to stand unassisted on two legs, speak words, and skin a cougar. This man is the first of mankind and thus, indirectly, the father of you all. I saw this like young woman at the uh, tram stop today. She had like rainbow coloured hair at the front and like her trousers were like short. Mm. And you could like see tapered. her like nerds trousers and you could yeah. see her socks and mm. stuff. And like um, I just sort of stood next to her and pretended to look at the time for the tram. Not in a weird way, just because like um, it, was, it was due in a minute. Yeah. And uh, and like um, the tram was full, and then I I sort of like looked at her and pulled a sort of like yeah sort of face like kind of you know typical. But and then she just sort of looked at me, and I, I knew that she wouldn't really understand. Did she understand? Did she? Was there any recognition on her? Was she even? She probably wasn't even on the same wavelength because you do that, don't you, when you're on public transport and you think, oh yeah, I wonder what it'd be like to be married to her for 40 years. And mm. then um, you think they're at least thinking, what a weirdo to think that we'd be married for 40 years, but they're not even... Mm. They're not, they're even, not remotely interested. No, they really. don't even know you exist. No, and I thought she might be impressed with my like really, really white outfit mm. and my sort of pale complexion and... Yeah, I thought I thought I'd, I'd stand out if I stood close to her. Yeah, but it wasn't. Yeah, and but I let her on the tram, and then she sort of went away, and I stood on the tram, stopped waiting all. for the next bus. <laughs> yeah, they all do. Yeah, but the thing with you know Tams and Greg and stuff, what I think is that she's like a really a woman that you you kind of feel you could connect with. Well, that's that's the. I think that's the way she's been programmed. You mean as if like it's not genuine? Um, I don't think she's culpable. I don't think that she's to blame in any way. But I think she's she's kind of like the Manchurian candidate. Mm. You know. I see. Yeah. Just sent, sort of sent help. here to to lure us in slightly, but only slightly because obviously if it was too obvious, you'd spot mm. it a mile off. That's why she's kind of like, sort of benign. Mm-hmm. It's a real. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's quite subtle. Well, you'd but, be very relaxed in the, in her presence. Yeah, yeah, too relaxed. But you'd also feel like she'd understand you because she's got funny hair. 
Yeah. And they're sort of like very like kind of dignified, almost pre-Raphaelite muse face. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And there's nothing overtly uh, slutty going on. Of course not. No, she's. Um, I, I. I don't know if I would. I would class her as an asexual like myself. No, no. It's it's right on the line, and that's kind of the key to these sort of um, nodes. I don't understand. In in what ways? She's, what, she's what right line? on the line of being asexual. Right. To to be the point that 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 makes it kind of attractive in a way. Like okay, you know, it's it's you. It makes you think about it. You it makes you aware of her asexuality or possible asexuality right. so the, the idea of it actually stimulates the thought of sex but do you think there's some terrible people out there who look at her as a sex object of sorts like like of people who look at women that way of course yeah because her first boyfriend was no good like when she was like 21 no. um he was like this like a dj oh. and but he, he was sort of aspiring to be an events organizer he used to go into his um Ethiopian restaurants and tell them that they need to paint their walls red because then it'd look like Blue Velvet the yeah. film and then he could play some like really like kind of tripped out music man yeah and sort of like um, a saxophone <clears throat> played through a, a guitar amp yeah that sort of stuff yeah yeah um, it's not really music but it's sort of there it's like there and it's a uh, for people to sit there and like kind of go yeah yeah i understand it i've seen it recently i was uh i had to go to a gig unfortunately and um sometimes i have to do that because other people play music and you've got to sort of play the game gross yeah <laughs> and um yeah there was like there's like this band playing and um one of them was just one the bassist was sat at the front which is right. perverse isn't it but it was kind yeah. of like a statement and um, one of them was wearing like a sort of masquerade mask, mm. um, and he was just sort of ranting. With with ill men? No, no. Interestingly, like we're going to talk about in this, there was one woman. Did she have nice hair? Yes. Right. Yeah. Like Tamsin Greg with her her first boyfriend. Well, first proper boyfriend. She was twenty one. He used to borrow a lot of money off her and stuff. Yeah. And, like, um, they'd go to parties and stuff because he wanted to network. Yeah. And um, But the people he was networking with were just kind of, like, people, really. <laughs> they yeah. weren't anyone to network with. No. Um, and he used to flirt right in front of her, all the way in front of her, all the time. And, you know, one time he was even... They were up until 6am and they were all in the back garden. It was summer. And... There's this girl lying down who he believed was flirting with him all night, who wasn't Tamsin Greg, but someone else. And this is while they're in a relationship as well. Yeah. And um, Tamsin Greg don't want to be there. You know, she'd rather be with some nice boy in his flat with, with a cat or something, like uh, watching, like... Yeah, mutually reading on separate couches. Yeah. And just maybe looking up now and again and going, like, you want a cup of tea, eh? Yeah. I've got no. some of that casserole left. Yeah. And um, just basically going like, yeah, and then the, the lad who will remain nameless, which she could be with instead of with these people, which she is, would be um, just basically just like would say, I'm, I'm going to go and do some art in the corner now. And mm. like, then I'm going to do some writing mm. uh, and I'm going to try on my new jackets. Is, is that is that cool, isn't it? And then she'd just be like, 
yeah, nothing you do is going to impact on my ego badly. Well, this guy, he really impacted on her ego badly. Yeah. Because he walked up to this girl who was just sunbathing and, like, uh, in front of her. And Tamsin Greg was only there because he'd been feeding her drugs all night. Yeah. And, like, uh, he just sort of went up to this girl and, like, kind of smushed his face between her breasts. Yeah. Like, um... But the relationship lasted another three years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, they always do, don't they? Because, um... The, the problem with, like, cohabiting relationships that are based on friendship is you bec- you end up becoming a doormat, or one of you ends up becoming a doormat mm. because you, you become literally part of the furniture. So you do just stick around. Mm. Like, I, I can relate to that. I've I've been with someone that's done that. Right. Yeah. And mm. it's, it is, it's, it's, it's what, like watching someone become inanimate over the space of, like, 36 months in front of your face. Right. It's horrifying. Do you buy the idea that um, feminism... You can be a feminist if, you, uh, if you're with someone like that? Absolutely. Although most people who are can with be. people... Yeah, but yeah. most people who aren't with Tams and Greg... Yeah. You know, or are with Tams and Greg. The people who are with her... Yeah. Aren't feminists no. ever? No, in the slightest. No, like, no, no. Uh, they're quite the opposite. But they would say they are. Yeah, well, that's that's the whole. Um, if you look mm. into, if you look into the roots of feminism, it's it's really interesting. Like, oh yeah, first wave feminism, mm. which I believe Tamsin Greg has been on record saying that she's a first wave feminist. Yeah, yeah. So first wave feminism um, actually. Uh, sought to suppress uh, the civil rights movement in favour of the uh, suffrage movement. So they wanted, like, uh, the civil rights people... Well, it was kind of like an either-or, because they both Mm. wanted the vote. So women wanted the vote and black people wanted the vote. So these sort of um, fascist feminists, let's call them... Interesting that black women weren't allowed into the feminist movement. No, because they they weren't seen as women... Much in the same way as black men weren't seen as men, black right. women weren't seen as women. Right. Yeah. That's yeah, but I don't think you could apply that to Tamsin Greg because she's a first wave feminist in the nineties. No, because the, the the thing is these these things change, don't they? Like like you you'll meet people nowadays who say they're communists without really yeah. know. You know, I wouldn't be comfortable saying that when you look at the roots of communism and. But Tamsin Greg does say that she's a first wave feminist. She does, um, and it makes you wonder who taught her that. Mm. Yeah, Do you I, think that a man could teach someone to be I think a that's, feminist? That's that's where all feminism comes from, men. Right. That's what I'm suggesting. Tams and Greg went through this phase like a like you should you should read up on this is like yeah. in the 90s she came up with this kind of term uh mien okay yeah because like uh, some Can you say that again mien right m-y-n right and it was because women were saying that they wanted to take man out of woman so it'd be war mien right um but then she was just like well you know she loved her boyfriend even though it was horrible yeah and she was just like, well, can't we all just be mean? 
Yeah. And then get rid of the whole gender thing anyway. Yeah. Uh, which is quite first wave feminist, isn't it? Because it's more about equality. If you look at ev- behind every feminist is a great man. A great man. Yeah. Right. Like someone who's not necessarily someone who great as in someone who's good, <laughs> but someone who's successful. Okay. For example, um, Black Books. Yes. Written by Graham Linehan. Yeah. And he is a first wave feminist. Yes. He is as well. Yeah, yeah. Like a big one. Yeah. Yeah. So he's he's very, very against minorities. Mm. Do you think his Black Books is his best work, or do you think he was better when he did Red Dwarf? Um, like... It's it's not really that good, but it's not really... If you look at it, if you watch... Or, the best way to watch Black Books is to watch every episode back to back. And once you get over the idea that it's not a comedy... Right. And that it's actually... you. If you focus on what Tamsin Gregg does in every episode, mm. is she sort of pulls the brakes on the laughs. Right. So she'll appear... And then you'll just stop laughing, and it's it's quite yeah. it's quite. She's like you'll I was saying, start gulping. Yeah. Well, it's very sad how she. When I watch Black Books, I find it very sad to be honest, because I can see that that's where, because Tamsin Gregg is a is a great woman, and like she ended up like a, she's one of them people who you know you can you can relate to very easily. Yeah, it's you know, not when her you meet fault. her on the bus, and there's no, there's no one. Well. What happened? What was done to us? You know, mm-hmm. not her fault. Mm-hmm. It's everyone else's. All yeah. the kind of like you know poisonous kind of males around. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know them all. Yeah. Like you might as well have met them because you just see them on the street everywhere. Yeah. And sort of woolen fellas. Mm, bad facial hair. Yeah. And like kind of balding. Yeah. And or or just. Every comedian, everyone who's in into performative comedy, yeah. is like you know just kind of building a a kind of character around themselves mm-hmm. to a point where their actual true consciousness is like a micro dot <laughs> of nothing, just yeah. like kind of like and all they do is like absorb and deflect, yeah, forever. Yeah, because they're protectors, aren't they? They're they're, they're sort of woolen shields. <laughs> um, striding about either the internet or the suburbs emotionally sort of like uh emotionally pulling yeah. vampiric oh, vampiric yeah, yeah. emotional vampires yeah you know i'm not necessarily interested in anything but getting another pair of socks knitted for them yeah it's by a girl with a unassumingly uh a possibly asexual haircut being yeah, being seen to be in favour of women's rights. Yes, it's strange, isn't it? Do not not actually being in favour, being seen to be in favour. Yeah, is a distinction. Like so, they don't necessarily announce that they are a feminist, but no. they would wear a t-shirt saying they are. Yeah, no, they 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 wouldn't. It wouldn't be as direct as that. It'd be like really clever. So yeah, a t-shirt that says it through so, pictures. So. Uh, it'd say like oh yeah like if you could get I think it's probably the next thing isn't it is just to get like a gif response on a shirt mm-hmm. Han Solo no thanks I'm in favour of women's rights or something yeah, like that yeah do you know but yeah what, no, no, but, not as direct but yeah kind of direct isn't yeah. it well yeah because what they're doing is 
they're still saying they would like um, a hand job. Mm. It's interesting how uh, it's sad, really, how she got involved with those kind of guys. Really, it's like um, you know, after being bounced around by that guy so much, you know, mm. like and um, you know, pushing his face into women's breasts and being yeah. kind of like you know, she she probably still loves him to to this day as well, Michael. And um, what what happened was is that you know she she's she took up a lot of hobbies, you know, knitting. Uh, she wrote a few poems and sort of performed them on stage and, as well. That's always a bad sign. And um, well, apparently they're quite beautiful. Yeah. If you if you look at them, like if about like, if you like that sort of thing, well, they're all about herbal tea and stuff, and like yeah. you know, like having like a you know nice cats. But there's a kind of like a dry dry humour. Apparently, them. I was looking it up before. One of them was called the uh, the Lapsang Susong. Yeah. Yeah. What does that mean? Can you just talk about me and you? And how well Can you just talk about me and you? And how well Can you just talk about me and you? And how well things were going. It's a kind of tea in it, but it's like a Oh pump. right. Yeah, yeah. See I'm that's the thing, I'd probably fall down on Tams and Greg with that. But I think she'd understand that I wouldn't know what any of the herbal well, it's teas like are. It's like a cute little pun, isn't it? Yeah. Um, for and that's for um like men to go oh hum, hum, over isn't it so i'd probably fail in that room of men who well you wouldn't be asked about teas. that plus you wouldn't know what it meant so but she would probably be like oh what you don't get it and i'd yeah, be like maybe, no maybe she'd she'd find that like even more alluring though i hope so because <laughs> we're about maybe we're, we're around the same age i guess like about five give or take five she's years. older than you she's older but like you know yeah well, I mean, like, it's not. Is it? It doesn't really matter with when you're you're not wanting to have sex, is it? No. It doesn't matter if you don't want to have sex. At if all. anything, it, it, it's 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 better that you are older. She might have gone through big approaching the change. The menopause. Yeah, and I wish those men would pause. Bad, <laughs> Which men? It? Yeah. The woolen, the woolen people. Yeah, they they don't stop though, do they? Wool never sleeps. It just sort of statically. It just of, it just creeps. Doesn't it? Yeah, statically creeps. Yeah, and they've sort of got those apologetic Elijah Wood eyes. Yeah, but they grow beards not to cover up their. Um, they grow their beards to cover up facial expressions. Like you've got a beard, but I can tell when you're smiling. But they'll smile to kind of go like, you know, do a weird little tune uh, and make yeah. people kind of go, oh, that was cute. Yeah. And then they'll do like a Shirley Temple impersonation or something. Yeah, yeah. Or just like, I'm, I'm going to the to the kitchen to play hacky sack or something yeah. like that. You know, just something that's like, you you sort of know the phrase, but you don't really know what it is. Yeah. And they're not doing that. They're just wanting no. you to come in the kitchen and listen to them further. Well, yeah, if she met these people through her poetry readings and, uh, you know, like, performing that way. Mm. And the, the performing, the sort of co comedy, because people found the, the poems rightly funny. And, you know, these, like, kind of comedians were just, like, kind of like, oh, maybe she'd understand me. Yeah. And, you know, the worst type of comedians, the worst type of these, like, kind of, uh, these false feminists. Yeah. Are the ones who don't have necessarily a personality, no. but they've built a personality and not having a personality. So yeah. we're like, oh, I don't want to have a, I don't have, a, I want to have a mental hair. No. I don't want to have a kind of like, uh, I just want to spike it up a bit and wear yeah. like Converse shoes and kind of like 
listen to the Muppets soundtrack. Yeah. Yeah, like it, it type of person that if you asked them what their favourite song was, they'd be able to tell you. Yeah. Those type of people. You know what I mean? Well, they would tell you just about in you case, asking. Just in case. Yeah, well, yeah, there's, there's always yeah. that as well. Volunteering yeah. information. Yeah, and they'd sort of they'd go into a tirade against like Ewoks. Yeah. But they would say why Ewoks were actually great. Yeah. Or like that robot dog in Battlestar Galactica. Yeah. But they wouldn't have seen that because that's like uh, out of their radar because the only things they actually watch Mm. are popular culture things from 1980s to 1990s and uh, Spongebob Squarepants. Just just enough to get by at a house party. There's a difference between asexuality and not being very good in bed. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Yeah. There's, 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 There's a difference between... It's like I always think of it the same as like, you know, like... I know you're not really that that bothered about music, but no. Um, but there is some good music. You'd, yeah, you'd, 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 oh, I could agree with that. Yeah, so oh, I don't want to see it performed. No, but I think that like a lot of people when they hear like the word jazz, they yeah, have, like a, you have a bad idea of it in your head, don't you? Yeah, it just sounds. Yeah, <laughs> that's that is true. Like most mostly, if mm. it, most jazz is is horrendous, right, and um. These these people, instead of learning to do something well, like a mm. good jazz musician, what they do is they just learn bits of stuff so that it sounds like they're playing jazz. But yeah. what they're actually doing is just sort of treading water. A bit like when uh, someone, not naming any names, would like uh, pull up a load of facts on Wikipedia and then try to string together a sort of like uh, cohesive... Discussion because I I think Tamsin Greg and and the parts that she she's played she's always sort of she's never the main character is she but she is uh, in a way or maybe she's only maybe the main your character. heart in my eyes she's always the main character yeah. to me but she but yeah but like in the in the thrust of the actual shows that she's in she's always she's not got much screen time as she she's always sort of supplementary to fellas but and she's often but she is often the for love interest, but she'd mm. never be like um, uh, in Titanic, would she? Do you know what I mean? Or no, that's she's the antithesis of that. Yeah, yeah. But that's what I mean. Like the the the, the classic sort of um, female lead. She'd, oh no. she, she wouldn't be a damsel in distress, would she? Like no way. No, no, no. But, so that's what I mean. Like that. That's that's. How? Is that where you think a lead female role should be? No, that's just the way it is. Interesting in Titanic, though, is that the damsel in distress, if you watch it, yeah. is usually Leonardo DiCaprio's character. Yeah, yeah, because he dies, doesn't he? And he gets chained to a radiator and nearly drowned a few times. Yeah, like gets gets sort of humiliated by Billy Zane. Yeah. Who's ace, isn't he? Yeah, he's like quite manly in it. Yeah. He's got all the power over money. He's like a kind of like you know he's he's sexy you know like yeah. Trump and all yeah. that, but like um, he's no patch on DiCaprio who's like a, a it's not a realistic film because right. no one would ever go for like a working class like artist who hangs about with Irish people. No, like no girl would be it. No red haired girl, you know, like who collects art would be interested in like some floppy haired. Blonde guy who just hangs around with a lot of scabby mix. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. No, because you just you just be worried, especially in those times. You'd just be worried about disease, wouldn't you? Really, 
Do you think Tamsin Greg would probably be a better female lead and a more realistic lead in Titanic? You know, like an older, uh, in her 40s woman. Um, yeah, I she... fancy in a bit of 90s DiCaprio flopping his hair at her. Yeah, it, it, it would be more plausible. Like, I think she'd go with Billy Zane though and leave like DiCaprio drowning in, in the basement. Yeah, if it. you'd wrote it. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be ace though if you'd wrote Titanic. You'd have Tamsin Greg as like some sort of like time traveling miscreant <laughs> and who sort of like laws. Dishwasher. Would Leonardo DiCaprio even be in it? Is he a dishwasher? Oh, he does. No, he might as well be though. You know what I mean? The guy behind the deck. Be he, he's like a stowaway, isn't he? he just yeah, but what's like, his... oh, this will be fun. Oh, he's just yeah, yeah. He's just mm. doing a bit of that, isn't he? Just stowing away with the Irish. He's got like he's like, oh, I'm going to check out America next. Yeah, and like, but isn't he American? He is. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, maybe he's been traveling Europe. Yeah, and like. Uh, because he's basically playing the same character as he did in that Rambo film, yeah, The Beach. No, and he played Rambo. Did he play Rambo? Yeah. yeah. Not seen that. Is that any um, good? No, he gets. No, he's, he's, he doesn't. You know, he can't beat. He can't beat Stallone, really. No. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but yeah, what's this list? Uh, so uh, I try. I've, you've, you've derailed me about four times with my with my plan. So well, that's alright, right, yeah. isn't it? We need to Because well, I think well, I think it's okay. Because I think that, that usually we just sort of we we find common ground and we'll agree. This time, I think we've got a different opinion of Tamsin Greg. But it's my job to convince you that although she's not complicit, mm. she is part of of like a bit of a sort of conspiracy to yeah to control the idea of what feminism is. To control the idea of what Tamsin Greg is. Yeah, but she's part of a bigger picture. Think yeah. bigger than Tamsin. She's she's a bit right. part in her own life. Oh. Um you've been tricked, you've been duped. Right. Um because you'll you'll see when um so have you it depends whether you've seen any of these films and it's hard to do because I can't show any pictures. Because okay. these are like these are like Tams other Tamsin Greg's. American right. Tamsin okay. Greg's right. I've got I've got a list of. Wow. Yeah. Okay, let's see. So, uh, well, we can't see, but let's hear. Well, I'll see um, in my mind. Yeah. So the, these are classic bit part female actors in male feminist movies. Right. So the first one is Beth Grant. Mm. Um, she is the Mormon Devil's Advocate. Yeah. And she is, um, she's the teacher in Donnie Darko. Yeah, so, I know what you mean. Yeah. So she's sort of like the... The, the stick with which to beat sort of Christian Bible Belt women. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of like the, the the feminist ideal of like, nah, like you should be emancipated and she's sort of right. like an archetype. But she, you never really, again, she'd never be the main person in a film. Yeah. She's just sort of there. But she's, a, she's very much a kind of a political symbol, you're saying. Yeah. I, consciously made. Yeah. In Devil's Advocate. Yeah. Of all places, yeah. mad, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that was just about Keanu Reeves, like. No, well, if you if you see, there's 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 loads of like like hot women trying to do his head in in it, right? And uh, and she's sort of she's his mum, okay. It? And um, it, it's implied that the devil has uh, raped her and give birth to Keanu Reeves. Ouch! Yeah. Uh. Ouch. <laughs> 
because obviously the devil's got a hot cock. So in, so he's meant to be the son of a devil. Yeah. He's, right. Yeah. It's been he, a long time since I've seen that. You know. It's not very good. I'm a fan of man. Um, Who's next? Yeah. So Diane Vist. Um, so she's a fake Kim Bassinger. Right. Um, Is that her role? Usually, yeah. Right. Though she always plays that part. I, do, I, do, I think you're being harsh. Well, basically, there's, there's, the idea is that we see the see we see Tamsin Greg and mm. all of these things, and we think, yeah, she's got to be a feminist. Yeah. Um, well, I, I don't actually. You don't think that because you, I see her on a different level to yeah. that. Really, like uh, you know, just uh, you've uh, seen behind the, the. Do you know those those sort of little brown eyes? Mm. And that sort of like a sort of Romanesque nose and mm. sort of like nice features and yeah. stuff and like tapered, uh, yeah, and like kind of sort of a svelte kind of, mm. yeah, like kind of a slim, but not not slim in some sort of like anorexic way. Not body. like Patty Smith, tall uh, ish yeah. looking, and generally just yeah, you know, just 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 asexual me. Mm. Yeah, that's it, and you know, just someone who. You know, you could have you, you could talk about a good book with you know. Well, well maybe politics have never occurred to me. Maybe that's the that's the con though. Maybe you, that's what you've fallen for. There's all these archetypes. They're all for someone. And yeah. she's, she's your one. Well, I was always upset. Like you know, when no, I'll talk about that some other time. To be honest, but okay. like, you know the um, you know with the librarian thing. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, maybe we'll come um, back to that later. Yeah, sorry, um, yeah, this is gone. So we've got Lily Taylor, uh, it's L-I-L-I Taylor. Yeah. Lie, lie. Lie, uh, lie lying She's uh, Tomboy Turf. <laughs> Tomboy Turf? That's like is that the name of a character? No, that's That's your of, category? That's, what, that's her category, yeah, yeah. Right. So she's she's always that that person. Yeah, like kind of hands on, hands on hips. She plays a shithead in the X-Files. Um, is that a, is that what she's meant? To I don't be? know. She's got a character name, but she's she's oh she's in a couple of X Files episodes. There's one where like Scully bumps into her in um it's one of the early ones, and she's in like a I think she's like she might have been pregnant, and um someone got abducted, and she saw it happen, and she's in a, a library. Do you remember her? Yeah, yeah. No, she's, she's the one that Mulder interrogates. That's right. And then she's starting these like kind of like tell her uh, she is an alien resurrection. She in that as well? Not that actress, but what well, I'm that, saying. That Winona Ryder. Right, yeah, yeah. Because uh, I, I think she seems nice to me as well. But they, yeah, see All they... these women sound really nice, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Of course they do. Because mm. cause what, um, what's happening is is these these men are, are trying to sell women to you. It's just because the, it's this idea... That there could be women outside the box of just being like, you know, like the sort of misogynistic stereotype, the yeah. red pill version of women Absolutely, tends to be yeah, yeah. like uh, women who are like kind of like just sleeping around and like yeah. kind of like uh, obsessed with makeup and things like that. Whereas you get the Tams and Greggs and they're, they're not yeah. uh, very interested in like, uh, like shirts with like cowboys on. Well, that's why that fake Kim Bassinger one's interesting because Kim Bassinger's obviously red pill. Like, yeah, you know, like Sharon Stone, Sharon Stone, Pamela Anderson, frightening people. Yeah, um, Courtney Love. Yeah, um, 
Emily Thornberry, those kind of yeah. those kind of real strumpety women. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Whereas, what's she called? Diane Veist is a fake Kim Basinger. So it reminds you of that. Mm. But then also at the same time you look at her and you go, oh, that's what that's what she should be like. So it's... do you think it's planned? Do you think that like totally? Yeah. Like do you think that Graham, what's his name? Uh, he did uh, Red Dwarf, so like, like saw Tamsin and like at some poetry nights. This is how it went, and then just thought like, yeah, I got to cast her. She's like bang on for like this whole kind of like um, you know v- version of sex that yeah. I want to sell. I don't know if it, if it if it happened as quickly as that, but he's he's obviously got an idea in his head that he wants. It's kind of like Darren Brown, you know, like he'll 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 meet. A room of forty people, mm. and he'll pick five because he can see that they're really programmable. So, like Graham Linehan mm. probably spent the eighties going to loads of poetry nights looking for women that he can program, mm. and he found one. It took him a while, didn't it? Because yeah. like uh, Red Dwarf doesn't have any like uh, doesn't have any women in it really. No, and the one woman who is in it, like that Kachansky, she changes actresses later on. Yeah. And his writing partner leaves at one point, and then yeah. like, uh, and that's when they get the other Kachansky in. Yeah. Um, whereas with Black Books, like his second show, um, he ended up doing this kind of whole kind of like, um, you know, just kind of basically finding a woman to staple against like two two men who who don't get along. No. Uh, in real life or on screen. No, they're like they're like caricatures of like. You know, there's the the British sort of um, like those those fellas that you're talking about, those woolly woolly performance fellas. Yeah, that's well, like Bill Bailey in it. He's he's meant to be the everyman in it, isn't he? Yeah, like because that's every man that he's the most cynical character in it. I think he's he's every man that Graham Lynham knows. Yeah, all his friends yeah, are yeah. like that, but yeah. he's like the. You only you can only write what you know, really, can't you? And that's why he's done that. Yeah, how did he find Bill Bailey at comedy clubs and Simon Pegg? Um, like sending him like endless like videos, of, like so- sock puppets and stuff. Yeah, so playing of, the piano. Yeah, oh, and going like. That's probably correct, isn't it? It's well correct. Yeah, the problem, and then and then yeah. just did like a drunk Irish fella. I mean. Well, yeah, because Dylan Moran doesn't quite fit into that uh, that group of men, which is interesting because Red Dwarf's a very diverse show in comparison, isn't it? Well, is it? Because think about it: you've got a racist black character, right? That's a cat. Yeah. You've got sort of fascistic sort of. Uh, impotent fella that's sort of goose stepping around all the time. Yeah, he's like he's like an attack on the right wing, yeah. really, and like it's kind of like opposite of what what wooliness is. Yeah, and then you've got Lister, who's who's an attack on the modern mixed race. Yeah, he's always eating curry and stuff, isn't and he? he's a slob. He's indolent. He's like a is he an attack on Indian people? No, indolent. Indolent. Yeah. yeah. He's yeah, he's he's work shy, isn't he? Right. Yeah. Whereas well, like Black Books is about someone who's somehow got loads of money to run a bookshop. Yeah. Who's like drunk and Irish. Yeah. Bit like Graham Linehan, really. Yeah. These kind of people just have money to have a bookshop. Yeah. It's just like 
and it's an inconvenience to him. It's like, oh, I don't know. I was just walking down the street and now I've got a bookshop. Mm-hmm. Oh. And now I've got a really expensive suit. It's, yeah, the same. I've got to go and get it dry cleaned. I'm, I'm just walking down. Have you ever taken anything to be dry cleaned? Uh, yeah. It doesn't clean it. It does nothing. Just warms it up a bit. They just sort of warm it up. And put it and in it, a sheath. And it strips a layer of fabric off, but mm. all the stains are still there. Yeah. And so when it says dry clean only on, like, expensive clothes, just put them in a the washing machine if you're wearing them every day. Yeah. They make all the effort to make Dylan Moran not look dry cleaned. Yeah, yeah. That's, like, his thing. He, he dresses smart. Whereas, like, Bill Bailey is your sort of everyman knitter. And Tamsin Greg in the middle of that, has her own story arcs. Does which, she? Well, she'll, she'll be moving into a new flat or something. Every or episode. She'll have her own little thing going on or she'll she'll be in love with someone Yeah. Um, separate to them. Yeah, she'll never be in love with them. No, the whole thing is she works across, she works across the road in some coffee shop, doesn't she? Yeah. Or something. And she something, sort of just pops something in. Something sort of outlined, but not really, like, coloured in. Yeah, wherever she works, it's like it's like some sort of gift shop. Some other shop. Yeah. I just feel like, you know, someone's getting hurt. Yeah. yeah. I don't know, maybe you've got a point. I think for people that we should be attacking wouldn't be Tamsin or Winona Ryder. No. Or even on, on the other level of, like, um, the fascist sort of women, like uh, Pamela Anderson. Yeah. Feminism is, is controlled by men. Yeah. So, oh, I see, right. Yeah. Oh, no. See, that's that's the, the big con, the big lie <laughs> of, in feminism. There is no free will and there is no feminism for women because it's made by men. Right. Who made words? Men made words. So who made feminism? Men made feminism. It's, you know, you can really reduce it down to that. But if you look, you know, you... If you said that on a on a street corner, you'd sound mad. But the thing is, you're not. You wouldn't be attacking women or their intelligence no. by saying that. No, no, I'm trying to, if you will, emancipate them. I don't know if I want to be heard to be agreeing with you, though. No. That's how that's how scary you are. Well, it's not my idea. I mean, it's 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 something I read on the internet. Mm. I've not even finished my list either. No. Of of like bit part. Feminist roles. That... Go do the next one. See well, the, that... I've got one more. Oh, is that? Um, is it? I thought you had loads. No, I've got um, one more, but it's a right. long one. All right. Ironically, because she's quite a short woman, um, <laughs> Linda Hunt. Um, oh, I know her. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, she's in June. Yeah. She plays. Uh, yeah, she's in Kindergarten Cup. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, she's great. She is. Well, is she? Yeah, she's got that face. She's, she's she, little. She's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's got that face, and she's little. Yeah. Um, and you're not like you don't want to be her. Are you saying I don't want to be her? No, you're saying women don't want to be her. Um, men don't want women to be her. Right. Basically, what's happening is they're sifting out feminists. Hmm. This Linda Hunt. I'm sure she's lovely. I'm not having a, again. I'm, I'm not having to go at any of these women after Black Books. There was loads of women dressing up like Tamsin Greg, weren't they? I think they still are a bit. Yeah, I'm not saying it stopped, but oh, it's evolved but, into. But that was the sort of start of that character. I like all things, you know. If you start out with a with a look, mm. 
Like, say, you kind of like, oh, I might quiff my hair back like Elvis. Give it 10 years and you'll have a quiff the size of that lampshade. Yeah. Um, yeah, it can get out of hand. So you, the people dressed like Tams and Greg now are still dressed like Tams and Greg, but we've got massive glasses on and, like, kind of curly hair. Yeah, the P- Peter but Capaldi. It's, yeah. Because <laughs> it's funny that women keep buying into playing these roles because they must think there's something well, they don't, positive they don't. in there. Of course, yeah, that's because it's the way that the... It's still within that ideology, yeah. so it's an expression it's of the It's the way that they're sold, they... there's always something sort of redeeming about them, like that, the the mum from, um, what's it called, Devil's Advocate, mm. she's still trying to do the right thing. It? Even when she plays that teacher in Donnie Darko, she's obviously seen as being like, uh, you know, like some sort of Bible Belt mm. maniac. Yeah. But she's just trying to get like that dance troupe to win you're doing my head in when you think about like Bill Bailey and like all the stuff he's done like and all the things that you know Graham Lynham's done and like uh, you know Bill Bailey did this thing of like uh, you know becoming like sort of mates with her yeah and like uh, you know watching you know Ren and Stimpy yeah like on loop with yeah. her and like and then the, she was just like can we put like Dexter's Laboratory on or something mm-hmm. like that or just yeah. some other cartoon she had a little she wasn't that into it yeah like cat dog or something anything yeah and then he was just like no this next one's a classic yeah you know, like, and then started doing all this kind of, like, ranting and raving about how he knew better about, like, Well, culture. what was his character called? Bill Bailey, I think. No, it was called Manny. Oh, I thought you meant his character that he's played his entire life. I um, really don't like um, Black Book, so I've, I've tried not to watch it. I have seen a bit of it, but I've seen enough of it to, to spot, mm. the, spot the archetype. Well, you can see that none of them really get on throughout it. There's no chemistry between any of the actors. Yeah. Uh, almost like they actually all hate each other. Whereas well, with Red Dwarf, you can tell, you know, they kind of got on, even though they had them sort of scripts like by that guy who did Black Books. Well, that was before Graham Linehan was trying to be a proto-feminist when he was mm. doing Red Dwarf. He, obviously, something happened to him. Maybe he got criticised for sort of like the misogyny that's Maybe in Red Dwarf. Maybe he married a bad woman, who knows? Mm. But something happened and he decided to become part of this machine. Mm. Chris Carter is one of them, um, mm. definitely. So many, there's so many in the X Files. These, these sort of. Well, just the guy who wrote um, women. The guy who wrote Silence for Lambs would be. Oh yeah. Right, definitely. Yeah. Because like I could sit down and write a book full of like, uh, you know, misogyny, rape, uh, like kind of woman hating, yeah. uh, you know, child abuse. Yeah kind of people who've been a child abused as they've grown up, you know, like kind of like a disgust towards like, you know, humanity and sort of sex and the flesh body in general. Uh, well, kind of hating every character that I kind of come up with while I do it. Yeah. And at the same time, you know, come up with a very compelling and like, uh, you know, fallible, but also, you know, ad- admirable female lead. That's the key to spot in it. If if there's not an admirable, well written, 
believable female character in it, you know something fishy's going on. If there isn't. If there isn't, yeah. Well, there is in Silence of Lambs, isn't there? And there is in Black Books. And is, is, <laughs> you can't, no one can see the face that you're doing no. now. Right? Well, no, but the, 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 the absence... <laughs> so perfect. I think the absence of a reaction um, was, was, was mm. you know... Clarice Starlin isn't a real person, is she? Have you ever got on a bus and thought you were Mulder? No, I've got on the bus and thought I was Doctor Who. Yeah, much more, much much more often. And I've thought I've got on the bus and thought I was um, a Quantum Leap. (laughs) Yeah, you know, not the hologram from Quantum Leap. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But then that's sort of. But now it it would be him when he's like in the in his own time when people can actually see him. Yeah, it wouldn't be a hollow, an invisible man that only no. like Sam Beckett can see. No, and um, I get on the bus and sometimes I feel like I'm um, like a Kolchak Night Stalker. Yeah, which is actually better than thinking you're Mulder. Yeah, because it's like you you got there first, man. Yeah, I, yeah, I went through. Uh, what's Jamie Dornan's character? Um, what's his call? Oh, oh. What TV show is that? Um, the fall what's he called phil specter is a a music producer yeah and he's also someone who would take like uh particular women under his wing yeah and sort of like groom them into being like but just also present them as a market employee as being the sort of women with personality and stuff yeah um do you see a parallel between um you know what you know, Bill Bailey and his Xanax, you know, sort of the stuff with, to do with that Xanax stuff. That he, yeah, he well, I mean, that's around. not come out yet, has it? So. And uh, the Probably stuff Lynham does, because they're quite close, aren't they? Yeah. Um, but well, yeah. yeah. Like, Linehan pr- prefers uh, Ambien, apparently. Well, it's coming out now. Yeah. Well, the thing is, you can say what you want about Linehan now, because he's been banned from, from like, yeah. having an opinion. Whereas Bill Bailey, that's still pending. Yeah, but I mean, like, it's not right though, is it? What no. he does with no. like uh, just he's like the he's like the British Louis C.K. I think um, if it, you know that distinction I was saying earlier about men who are like bad in bed, yeah, and men who are like asexual not just choose not to be. Like I, I, you know, like some asexual people are great in bed, like absolutely great, and I, you should really it, like uh, try to sleep with them. It's the parallel I was and, trying to make to jazz musicians before mm. asexual. So so yeah, pe- people who shag a lot and are bad in bed are like most jazz musicians. They're right. just shit, worthless. Yeah. Asexual people are people who choose not to play. Like right. good jazz musicians. You're right. Oh, I see. That's what I was getting at. I think there's a certain type of... Like Bill Bailey, I know it's not really on topic... But no, I just but, need to kind of get it off my chest, yeah, you know, yeah. the sort of stuff that I know about him mm. is that he is, he's 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 not asexual, but he sort of says that he's a pacifist. Yeah, and he's got a t- he's got a range of t-shirts with fruit on. Yeah, and like fruit with faces, and it will say like. One of them, one of them will be like kind of being put into a little squeezing machine, and then it'll say, "Squeeze me." 
on the T-shirt with his picture of a fruit getting squeezed. Dylan Moran said to him, like, it was early on when they met, yeah. uh, said, like, ah, oh, you've got a good range of T-shirts there, boy. <laughs> or something. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and then uh, Bill Bailey no, just went, Canadian. like... Bill Bailey was like, yes, Dylan Moran was, uh, yeah, yeah, close enough. Yeah, he's Canadian, Dylan Moran. And, uh, yeah, he was pi- drinking a pint of, like, Canadian ale. Yeah, and, um, Canadian ham. <laughs> and uh, Bill Bailey was just having his soda water while trying to kind of, like, uh, emotionally sort of, uh, trying to slip a Xanax into Tams and Greg's drink. Yeah. And then, like, uh, after that, after he said that, you know, he just turned around and went, like, what do you mean? What t-shirts? Yeah. What t-shirts? I forgot a good line of. Just, like he was really offended. Yeah. Like what t-shirts? What t-shirts? But also, you, he was, know. you know, he was trying to do something. He thought he'd been caught out because he got yeah. interrupted as well. As people do that, don't they? When they, when they, they show their hand, their dick yeah. shows when, um, <laughs> when they're up to something, and you just say like, you know, mm. I, I like, I like your satchel. Mm. And then they and go, then they go, what do you mean? Yeah. And it's like. There's nothing, there's no, they've got a satchel, you said it's nice, and yet there's something else, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah, there's something else going on, there's a construct that you're not allowed to comment on. Um, but if Tamsin Greg had said it, he would have gone like, oh yes. Yeah. Um, there was this kind of thing on set, and you know, in the private time, you know, because Tamsin Greg got on with both of them, because they were both sort of like, you know, they found her approachable. Mm-hmm. Um, as as you would really, and like uh, as you would, yeah, I would, yeah, mm-hmm. and um, but like Bill Bailey never got on with Dylan Moran because he was a man, yeah, and Dylan Moran didn't really care because he was too busy wishing he was like an actual Irish writer, yeah, and this whole kind of like uh, messy-haired Irish drunk thing. Is like uh, a lot more. It's been done, hasn't it? And and I think it's a lot more gay than it would like to be. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I see. What Not you being would... homophobic, no, so no, no. I actually don't mind that kind of stuff. But no. I think there's a he in, would in, he would mind it though. He would hate it, and it was an inherent at least within your twenties and early thirties when you're an Irishman of that ilk. Yeah. There's an inherent homophobia. Yeah. Well, that goes up to the age of like uh, 80 yeah. until, you know, they eventually die of lung cancer. Yeah, I've got an uncle who lives in, uh, in the middle of a field in County Clare. And... Uh, <laughs> He's got a house, um, and he's got yeah. He's he's um, he's crazy. Yeah, he's 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 got this this house in the middle of nowhere. He's got um, two cupboards that you're not allowed to go in. Yeah. But I went in them, and it's just got stacked to the ceiling bottles of like fizzy orange pop, <laughs> and uh, he's constantly got the TV and the radio on full blast. No way. Yeah. Look at all the best Irish thing. Yeah. Is that Father Ted? And that was done by um Doug Naylor. Doug Naylor, who wrote uh, Men Behaving Badly. <laughs> yeah. And it is, it's sort of the Irish Men Behaving Badly, really, isn't it? And it's amazing that like you can write that mm. as an English man. Yeah. 
knowing nothing about. So he gets the Irish, you know, he makes them entertaining and, yeah. and funny in a way that they're not. Yeah. In a way that they all think they are. Yeah. You know, that's the worst thing. More, more so than the Scottish, the Scottish are just loud. Yeah. Whereas, like, uh, the Irish, they actually think, like, they're witty. The Irish of, of, of England at the mm. Scouts, aren't they? Yeah. You know, and they're even worse. Well, we all go through phases of trying to be accepted, right? Yeah. Um, where, where you know, like, you might have a gay man, say, who who would love to... Who, who spends, like, ten years loving straight relationships, and then suddenly he's gay. Yeah. Because he's been thinking about it since he was 12 when he got his action men out. Yeah. And like got them to like rub their like hard chests together. Yeah. So and like, then clanging them together. Just clanging them together, clanging their like kind of pants together. Clanging, and, like, clanging the bending one over pants and like and pff, the, yeah. Yeah. Rubber Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and like the sort of like um immovable pecs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just like a pair of like uh, stolid nipples. Just like <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Evergreen. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, so you end up with that. And uh, and like some people, this is a thing, not Bill Bailey though. I mean, his sexuality has always just been more about watching people sleep while touching them, but not going in them with it, not not full penetration. Well, no, because you've got two hands, haven't you? Yeah. Well, he's got one hand for the boob and one hand... For himself. To, for himself and the Xanax. Yeah. And one thing that, uh, you know, like uh, Dylan Moran, when, you know, he reacted to him, his comment on his T-shirt, even though actually Dylan Moran didn't like any of his T-shirts. No, he was just sort of being polite, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he's just kind of like nice line of T-shirts. Yeah. And then like... and. Mm, you know, sneering a bit, yeah. but trying to hold back the sneer. But it's just his face, you know, his Irish head. Yeah, I can't help but kind of like not show the true sort of disdain. Yeah, it's always there. It's always something a bit. It's like glib. an inverted chip. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. What do you mean? Like on the shoulder. <laughs> oh, right, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wasn't making a like a little joke. kind of um, I like a little kind of like uh, steep. On the shoulder. It's like something missing off the shoulder. Yeah, an inverted chip. Like, yeah, like... Oh, a, yeah, because a chip would be out on the shoulder. Like if a Omega made a, made an oven chip. You're right, it'd be antimatter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you were Bill Bailey and you had your, like, little fetish mm-hmm. and uh, you saw uh, the face of, like, Irish antimatter <laughs> kind of looking at you, as you were kind of like trying to slip a Xanax or two into like the uh, pint of uh, uh, poor Tamsin Greg. Yeah. And um, who, who Bill Bailey will still say is a very good friend of mine. What? Oh, Tamsin Greg would say that. No, Bill Bailey would say that about her. Yeah. I, I don't know what Tamsin Greg says. I don't, don't she's, know. She's been noticeably mm. quiet on the whole. Mm. Did she see it happen? No. Because it didn't happen, did it? But it almost happened. No, it didn't happen, but, like, um, you know, he's done it with... It's all going to come out soon. Um, Like, uh, yeah. 
Well, I hope it does like it better do because like otherwise, I mean, Bill Bailey's career is not necessarily still going, is it? No, it's definitely stalled, and I wonder why. Because you can only like um, turn round. Well, it's like a preemptive strike, isn't it? All he can do. No to, one wants to work with him. Well, all you want to do is re to regenerate his career. All you'd have to do is like give him an haircut, but then you'd see the real him. Yeah. If you took his hair up, look at his face. <coughs> like everyone, like you know, Google a picture of uh, Bill Bailey's face and take take the beard off, take the hair off. Look at that face, and you know, just tell me if that's a good person. No, it's it's Darth Vader under the mask. <laughs> it is, though, isn't it? It's even got a harmonica in his mouth. <laughs> For there's no use in shining while my lady sleeps. So why did why do you think black books ended? It's funny because uh, Basil Fawlty once said that like uh, you, your sort of series have to last, like a British comedy series, specifically British, yeah. should only last 12 episodes. Yeah. Uh, Black Books lasted 18. Yeah. Red Dwarf lasted about... 78 or something. Yeah, something. And around. it's still going like uh, sort of, somehow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's mad that you got the time to write that and Black Books, but I guess they're both quite thin on the ground if you think about it. Yeah, um, they're both sort of similar as well. They're both a kind of ensemble piece. You've got um, obviously uh, Dylan Moran is like Lister, mm. um, um, Bill Bailey's Rimmer, and then you've got Crichton is Samson Greg. Do you think that there could be a problem in, um, or, or like not a problem actually, in deciding to write something that's Purely just to make people laugh. Uh, well, it's a bit cheap, isn't it? Exactly, but is it is it therefore very easy? Yeah, of course it is. It's, it's, as we've shown, like it's harder to do something as serious as this. But there's no real emotion to any comedy show in terms of like actual sort of like. Uh, there's the fact that there's actually an emotion driving it. Yeah. Whereas the emotion that's driving Graham Lynham is to manipulate people into yeah. thinking that something's funny. Or thinking that they should be like his idea of what women should be. Yeah. Which is what, we, what, what I was talking about at the start. Which is why none of the bits with Tams and Greg are funny, they're just sad. Yeah. And also they're sort of, like I was saying before, they're sort of just outlines... They're sort of guidelines. Mm. There's no substance to them, which is a roadmap to feminism, isn't it? Mm. It's all it's all very good in uh, theory, but yeah. in practice, how does it work? It doesn't, does it? Well, what does, really? What what actually works? What do you mean, what works? There's loads yeah, of things. Ever, There's you loads know. of things that work. There's okay, the screwdriver works. Yeah, practicalities work, you know. Um, Not all of them. no. Public transport that works. It doesn't all the time. It usually works, doesn't it? Usually, usually get to where you want to go. Hey, when I got on the tram today, like, and uh, to Trafford Bar, yeah, I was thinking, shall I get off 
at Cornbrook and then go back and get off at Old Trafford instead because it's nearer to where I work. Yeah. So I, I thought, but I was gonna, I was gonna go for Cornbrook route, but then the people behind me, they wanted to get off, so I was like, I was in the way of them, so I got off as well to let them off. And then I thought, well, I'm off here now. I might as well walk to work. Then I went up the steps and there was like a, in a herd of people, and then like I fell over onto my uh, onto my sort of like thigh. And um, on this on these stairs, and like uh, then it was like this, um, you know, people were going like, "You're right," and I'm like, "Ah," oh, you know, getting up off the floor. Yeah. And then this schoolboy leans down with a leather glove on and helps me up. And then when I get into my work, I pull out my phone and like to see if I've got any like Instagram followers, and I hadn't. My phone was broken. Yeah. That's not public transport working. No, but we can all pick extremes, you know. That was, that's a very Daily Mail example of it not working for you. I'm talking about everybody, <laughs> not you. <laughs> Obviously, you fell over, and therefore, mm. you know, would you think that uh, tram platforms are made of cushions, that would be better? No, I think that if the tram was arranged in such a way that people who are sat down get off and then like uh they you don't have to move so they get off you're not just yeah. stood in the middle of the aisle going Whoa, like surfing yeah. all the way there you know like and you're not likely to kind of get off under pressure at the stop where you're not you know like it's not i mean it, may, it might be my destiny me destiny destiny for my phones my destiny to get my phone broken destimize destimized yeah. You know why I fell over? The real reason I fell over. What I was thinking as I was walking before I fell over is I felt really cool because I was thinking about how I don't look to the side at anyone else anymore. I just look right forward at where I'm going. Mm. Just look right forward at where I'm going. I'm not going to look at anyone I don't care. I don't want to see me. I don't want them to see me looking at them. And then I just like kind of power on like, yeah. Postmodern dirty Harry, aren't you? Yeah. Just kind of going on like, oh, yeah, like uh, in, my, in my cool clothes and everything. Mm. And like, you know, they can look at me. I'm not going to look at them. And it kind of like, maybe it kind of, actually, strangely enough, the the whole thing started with that girl next to me on the tram. Yeah. Who wasn't on the tram at the time. She got on the tram before the one that I did get. Mm. And I was trying to get her to look at me. She didn't. No. Uh, well, she did, because I looked at her. I mean, she, I don't think she liked it. She didn't look at you with the same eyes as you were looking at her with. I couldn't see my own eyes. No. But, you know... I'm a, you know I, what I mean, though, don't you? Yeah. But there was... Do you think that there's a, there's a, a strange, like, kind of, um, you know, contrast, really, between... Me thinking that, trying to get her to look at me, and me not wanting to look at anyone. So I got on the tram. Before I got on the tram, I wanted someone to look at me. Mm-hmm. And when I got on the tram, I didn't want to look at anyone. No. But the, the problem with wanting to not look at anyone is you can't just stand there with your eyes closed, can you? If only you could. No, but you can look right ahead of you. You can look through things. Yeah. Kind of. Do, do I want someone to look at me? I'd say you want someone to have looked at you. Right. 
you, you don't want to be aware of it as it's happening. Yeah. But it would be nice to then sort of remember it afterwards, if that's possible. Yeah. And go, oh, she did look at me. Because then you've got, like, hindsight and you've got, you haven't got the pressure yeah. of it happening, you know, in real time. Because no. there's nothing worse than being in the moment. Yeah, I, I prefer to talk, I, I prefer speculating about it now as a in, a, in a, on a theoretical level. I'm more excited by it now yeah. than I, I ever was this morning. Yeah. In fact, this morning it was all just kind of a bit, a bit kind of sad, really. Yeah. Well, mainly because it didn't happen. It all happened. No, no. Your from your perspective, it happened, but it didn't happen in her head. That's the saddest thing about it. No, she she's. She's completely unaware of it. Fucking les. Yeah, well, I mean, it's easy to draw those conclusions. It's rainbow it's, hair. It's a safe bet, isn't it? Yeah, well, there you go. Yeah. Trousers are too short for her. Yeah. Wearing trainers. Yeah. Should we get back to Tams and Greg anyway? Cause, um, oh, yeah. Um, it's hard to know. I mean, do you think women are impressed by people who can lie best? Or impressed by people who Depend, depends on their motivation. I don't think I don't think it can be reduced down to women prefer better liars. I think sometimes they're attracted to status. I'm above all that. Yeah. Okay. Then why do I kind of want someone to sit with me and do the knitting on the other end of a room? Because, and they have to be a woman because you. Because that's the way that you're programmed. It's still there. No, no, no matter how much you're trying to deny it, mm. at the end of the day, you want someone to watch you die. Do you think, why do I want that to be someone who's got Tamsin Greg's haircut and earrings? Because there's something comforting about that, isn't there? There's something homely about it. she make you a nice cup of tea. And, like, uh, if she works in a library... Like that girl that worked in the library at yeah. the time. Yeah, she had like, you know. Just we don't of, have to go there, you know. I want to go there, but it's just like she was like, um, yeah, I, I didn't really, I, I don't really want to go into her features. It's a bit reductive. Yeah. But it's the way she was reading, like, uh, the way she was next to a window, like putting a stamp on an E&M Banks book, just saying, like, returned. Yeah. Like, consider Flebers returned. And I was like, it's just like the way that she stamped it and went like, yeah, and put it on the pile. She wasn't even reading it. It's just the way she stamped it. Yeah. And I, what what I did then was, like, I went, went to a bookshelf and I got out a player of games by E&M, E&M Banks. And um, I said, "Can I get get can I get this one out now?" Um, she stamped it, and um, I, I I I never read it. Oh. And then when um, I, I I took it back the day after, pretending I had read it all in one day just to try to impress her. Yeah. And like, um, was she impressed? She weren't there. Oh. So I took it back the day after to see if she'd be back. So you, did you take it back out again? Did you? No. Did you return no, it? No, I just walked in to see if she was there. Oh, right, okay. And then she weren't there, so I thought, well, I'm going to come back tomorrow. Yeah. When I'm, I only want to return it to her. Yeah. 
And then, like, um, I return it to her, and then I got out um, the third one, uh, which is called User of Weapons or something. Yeah. And I went up to her by by Ian M. Banks, and I went up to her, not Ian Banks, Ian M. Banks, the sci-fi one, and I went up to her, and I got it out. Yeah. And then she stamped it, and then I was just like, I'm getting through these, like, uh, wildfire. That's what you said to her. Yeah, yeah. Well, I said it more like, I'm getting through these, like, wildfire. <laughs> and then she stamped it. Yeah. And um, <laughs> and then I sort of, like, just sort of left. Yeah. And I did, I did read some of that one. Like, it was all right. It was quite long, though, and I wanted to sort of go back. Mm-hmm. And then, like, uh, I went back and I was going to hand it in, and this other guy, this guy was there. Uh, he's called uh, A. He, he made a record a couple of years ago and he used yeah. to work at Wivington Library. Yeah, yeah. You know him? Yeah. Yeah, you know him? Yeah. You know him in real life? Yeah, yeah, I do know him, yeah. Yeah, right. I was handing it to his girl, like, I, I handed the book back to her and this food, he'd had an album come out and I, I ate him. accordion. I hate him. Yeah. And he came over and I went like, not you! And then, like, gave it to her. <laughs> And she was just like really freaked out. Yeah. So we're like, not you. Yeah, you've ruined it, haven't you? Yeah. It's like if you'd if you'd have said you'd gone up to that girl on the tram today, and whoever was sat next to her, if you'd gone, I'm sharing my lunch with her or something yeah. like that, you know, like yeah. real really crowbarring in your own sort of craziness. You know, like Tams and Greg, right? I forgot about her. Yeah. Yeah. So. What- what 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 is she? What is she to you? Don't know anymore, really. I'm. Just, but it's this is this has been really. A, I'm kind of upset about all this. Well, thing. it's it's like um, it's like unraveling your favourite jumper, isn't it? Shut up. <laughs>